Hi, my name is Bill Bolding, Dean of Duke's Fuqua School of Business, and when I'm not promoting business as a force for good, I'm listening to the Business School Question. Hello and welcome to the sixth episode of the Business School Question. I'm your host, Marco Dinovellis, and this is a podcast for anyone considering applying to business school. Every episode, we interview a leading expert from the business school world and ask them one key admissions question to help you on your journey to business school. On today's episode, we're asking the question, how should you answer those common MBA interview questions? To answer it, we're joined by Stacey Blackman, founder and president of admissions consulting firm Stacey Blackman Consulting. Stacey completed her bachelor's degree in economics at Wharton and her MBA at Northwestern University's Kellogg School of Management. At both schools, she assisted the admissions committees, scrutinising applications and conducting interviews with prospective students. After her MBA, Stacey set about building businesses, launching an admissions consultancy of her own. Stacey now lives in LA with her husband and three children. She's been featured twice in Fortune magazine, once on the cover following the sale of her first company, Webwisher, to wedding planning company The Knot, and a second time when Fortune highlighted her impressive collection of Pez candy dispensers, those plastic tubes with a different cartoon figure at the top that, when you press down on them, open their mouths to dispense small, multicoloured pieces of candy. Stacey, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. How many Pez candy dispensers do you have? Oh, I've lost track. In the hundreds, for sure. I've been collecting since I was a teenager. So many, many hundred. Amazing. So <laughs> let's talk about uh, applying to business school. The interview stage can be one of the most nerve-wracking experiences for any MBA applicant. You've fine-tuned your CV, done your GMAT, submitted your essays to your dream business school, and you know that having got this far, you're in with a real chance of acceptance. Now, though, you're going to have to present yourself in a winning way. And like in any interview to get into a business school or get a new job, it's important to be prepared. You don't want to be reciting answers from a memorized script, but it is helpful to know what kind of questions may come up in an interview so you can prepare in the best way possible. Stacey, before we consider how to answer those questions, what are the questions that business school admissions departments or indeed alumni interviewers will most commonly ask? I've seen such a range of questions throughout the years, but there are five that I narrowed the list down to that I've seen most frequently. And those are, tell me about yourself. Why are you interested in this school? What are your short and long-term goals? And then what do you consider to be your greatest strength or strengths? And finally, tell me about a time that you failed. So those are the ones that I see consistently, year after year, uh, amongst all the schools. Okay, interesting. So let's go through those sort of one by one and think about what should you say and what shouldn't you say for each. So when you say, tell me about yourself, Um, At first sight, it might seem quite easy, but actually, what on earth are you supposed to say to that? Do you just list your CV? What's the sort of advice and, and what should you avoid doing as well? Well, that's exactly why it's tricky. So when you are asked that, it should be the easiest question in the world. I mean, you're the expert on you. You should be able to give the most phenomenal answer. But there are a few traps here. One is 
um, not giving a full enough picture. So talking sort of about the wrong things, maybe talking all professional or talking only from your earlier years. And then the other danger is that you just ramble on and on and on, because obviously this is a very broad question and it's a broad topic about which you know quite a lot. So a couple of pieces of advice for this question. The first is you may want to just clarify what are they looking for. So what point in life would you like me to begin? Is there a particular part of my life you'd like me to focus on? That, first of all, gives you a little bit of time to gather your thoughts and also helps you to tailor your question in a way that's most desirable to the interviewer. Once you dive in, the key here is to really be succinct. And so that's why I, I suggest this is one question that you just want to practice. Kind of come up with your elevator pitch on you, tell a linear story that highlights some of your relevant facts, and then you know leave it open for the interviewer to probe in areas as they wish. And I guess you need to tell the school about yourself in the context of your application. So where you are now, why you want to go to school and, and where you see yourself after it. Is that the right idea? That's a good way to start. So if you think about it, you give a little bit of background, lead up to where you are now, and then yes, end off with, you know, and this is why I'm interested in applying to school, you know, it, it sort of leads into that next step of going to the program that you're interviewing for. And that's your next question about why you're interested in the school. So would your advice to answer the why you're interested question, is it really important to know what you want to do in your career while you're applying with, to an MBA? Or can an MBA be a time where you're exploring what you want to do in your career? Both. So it's definitely important to have short and long-term career goals in mind when you apply to business school. The schools want to hear what you're planning and what your motivation is for going to business school. However, there are high numbers of business school students that really don't know what they want to do. They want to break. They want to reset. They want to experiment a little bit and change course. So while it's okay to go in with an open mind and, and explore, it's not okay to <laughs> make that your answer to the question. Drilling down into answering the question, why are you interested in this school? I think this is a really important question to prepare for and, and not in the obvious way of looking through the brochure and having three points that you pick out that you like about the school. It's really a time to think about why do you really truly want to go to this school? What are the things that distinguish this school from other schools and make those elements very personal and authentic for you. So it might be the culture, it might be a particular teaching method, it might be expertise in a certain subject matter, whatever it is, you want it to be very real and accurate and detailed. And you don't want to give the interviewer just generic reasons that could be used for any other program. You don't want to say, uh, I want to go to the business school, this business school, because you have a strong finance program, period. You know, that could probably be said about a lot of different schools. So you really want to drill down and show that you've done your research and just show your enthusiasm. Yeah. And realistically, applicants will apply to multiple schools. So I guess it's a bit of a challenge to be as passionate about your 
fifth choice school as you are your first choice school if you get to the interview stage. Um, so what's your advice on really approaching that question in the best way possible across multiple schools? Is it about talking to alumni, maybe finding out from firsthand experience uh, what, what they have to share? That's one way to do the research. I mean, obviously, when you have a list of, say, five schools, there will be one that's maybe your top choice and one that's your last choice, and it's harder to show enthusiasm for your last choice. However, if you're excited about going to business school, you want to make sure that every single school that you apply to is a place where you would be excited to go and that you really feel that you can gain from. So even if maybe it's not as much as your top choice school, you want to find those elements of every school that that would be exciting to you. And yes, you can do that through talking to alums or current students or people in your work environment who have attended the school. You can go visit in person, do research online. I mean, now there's so much. There's online communities where you can gather information. You can reach out to heads of clubs and organizations on campus. So it's just such an open book now, and it's really up to you to do that research. And when we think about goals and presenting your goals to a business school, how do you make those exciting? Say you are, you're a consultant, you want to do an MBA and get a promotion. That's pretty much about it when it comes down to it. How can you go a bit further than that? How can you talk about goals in a more expressive way? So there's a misperception that you need to make your goals unique and exciting. A lot of people want to go to business school because they want to do consulting, and that is a perfectly fine answer. I think what makes the response exciting is the passion that you have for it and your unique story, how you arrived in this place of wanting to do it. So talk a little bit about your background and share what sparked this interest in consulting and why you think that you're prepared to take that next step. So bring in your unique story to the sort of very common and not that exciting answer of I want to go into consulting. So it's it's backing up what are what are the things that you bring to this career path, being very specific about it and um, making it unique as it pertains to you. Context is a part of that, giving examples and does that come into it when we're talking about our strengths that you know you don't just list off a load of strengths. You need to give examples of those strengths. What are common good strengths to have and that admissions committees want to see? All schools are looking for a lot of the same qualities. They want to see people who have, are good at teamwork, who are ethical, who are strong leaders, good communicators. But there are other strengths too. Um, compassion, getting along well with other people, camaraderie, you know, resilience. I mean, there's there's all kinds of strengths. I don't think there's a right or a wrong strength. You do want to perhaps do some research on your target program and and find out the types of things that they might be interested in if it's a if it's a teamwork culture, maybe discussing your teamwork as a strength is a good one to bring up. But again, it is about the specifics. As you said, you don't just want to list off those strengths. You want to give the schools what we call reasons to believe. So if you say you're a leader, why should they believe you're a leader? Well, it's because of X, Y, and Z in your background that actually prove that you're a leader. You you feel that you're a leader because you've exhibited your leadership in these three different settings. And um, 
And this is important to remember both for your interview and for your recommendations. You don't want your recommenders to just write a letter listing off all of the attributes. There needs to be a context for it so that it's believable. And when we go on to the example of a time you failed, this reminds me of an interview question that's quite common as well about your biggest weakness. How do you go about this question in the right way without making it sound too self-serving and saying, you know, I failed here, but I was fantastic in the way I recovered from that. Um, What's your advice on answering that question? Well, the first thing is to be honest, being really honest and reflective. It makes you likable, a little bit of humility, and it also shows that you're self-aware and you are imperfect. And in fact, that's part of the reason you're applying to business school. If you were perfect, if you did everything right, if you had every skill, then you wouldn't need this additional experience in the degree. So, you know, being honest, but also it, it is important to show you've processed the failure, you've learned from it, and maybe you've implemented the learnings later on, or at least have a plan to. This is also a type of question that is asked a lot. Certain schools focus in on these types of questions more than others. They're situational questions. Tell me about a time that you failed. Tell me about a time that a group project failed. Tell me about a time that leadership wasn't strong. Or or it can be reverse. It can be strong things. Tell me about a time you succeeded. But when you have these situational questions, a good way to approach it is by using something that we call the STAR technique. And it really helps you to frame the story and provide all the necessary details without droning on and on for too long. And so STAR stands for situation, where you set up the situation and you you give the background, the task, what was the actual task that you needed to complete, the action, what actions did you take to complete the task, and then the result. So it just kind of keeps you structured and reined in with your questions. So that's a good framework to keep in mind for this question and for others like it. Great. What sort of examples have you come across um, of situations where people have failed and and recovered from that? Is it mostly, you know, um, leadership challenges at work and and things of that nature? What what have you come across? A lot of them are work, uh, um, maybe getting laid off, getting fired, not getting a job that they wanted, not not getting into the school that they wanted. Uh, some of them are in extracurriculars or community service, a project that went awry, going way over budget, a complete failure, no one shows up to your event. So anything's fair game. And, and, and that's really the truth with the whole interview. It's not so much the specifics of the story, whether it's at work or extracurriculars or on a sports team, but it's really showing the way you're thinking about it, the detail that you can provide, and just your your story, the the end results, the learnings, and what you've taken away. So someone might be quite concerned about revealing that they've been fired in the past, but but that's okay. They, They can talk about this if they frame it in the right way. Absolutely. We have a client year, we had a client years ago, who came to me and his challenge in his background was that he had been laid off three times. And during the course of our work with him, he was laid off a fourth time. And he was obviously very, very worried about telling this story and speaking honestly about it. But he really made it about his resilience 
and picking himself up each time after it happened and what he learned from it. And he ended up getting into a very, very top school with a significant scholarship. So it's all in the way that you handle those failures and setbacks. Amazing. And, and that human story, you know, that people can empathize with that. Admissions committees can, can too. They're people too. And we've talked about uh, talking about yourself, your goals, your strengths. Across all of these questions, what are, what's the sort of biggest mistake you can make when you're approaching these? What, what things should you avoid saying? One of the big ones is blaming other people. So when you're asked about a weakness or a failure, kind of talking about the failure, but blaming it on the boss or the, the bad, the bad coworker. Um, another mistake similar to that is being negative, complaining about your, your school or your current work environment. Why do you want to go to business school? Oh, because my, my current work environment's terrible and I need a change of pace. So you really want to keep things negative, uh, keep things positive, keep things positive and um, take responsibility. There are going to be blemishes on your record, but you want to stand up and take responsibility. So trying to push off that blame is a big mistake that I see. And do you see approaches in business schools in the US and Europe, for example, do you see differences or are these questions the same? Do they often come up to schools look for similar things? Different schools do have different styles of interviewing, but the questions that I listed at the beginning come up very frequently across schools. I would also say that all of these top schools are looking for a lot of the same things. So even if the question, there are variations on the questions, you can almost answer it with the same set of stories. You still want to reply to these questions and get the same messages across. We've talked about those common questions. What about some curveball questions that you've heard come up that applicants have come back to you after interviewing and go, gosh, I didn't realize they were going to ask me that. What, what sort of curveball questions have you come across? And also, what's your advice on dealing with those? I'd say that the biggest curveball question that I've seen from one of my clients was the client who walked into the interview and the interviewer just said, you know, I'm tired today. I don't feel like interviewing. So I want you to be the interviewer. I want you to conduct the interview and interview yourself and answer your own questions. So <laughs> he had to jump up and rise to the challenge and do that. I've also, there's such a range of crazy questions that come up. I've heard, who would you invite to your dream dinner party? What would you prepare? I've heard, you're a new addition to the cram box. What color would you be and why? Occasionally, our clients have gotten case questions where they really have to walk through a bizarre and complex question. Um, how many pretzels does the pretzel company in Boston make every year in order to supply the East Coast? I mean, just very obscure things. But at the end of the day, anything is on the table. This is especially true when you're dealing with schools where uh, the interviewers are alumni and, you know, it's a much broader group of interviewers and, and they kind of can take it wherever they want. And the key is have a sense of humor. You can react to the question. You can say, wow, you know, that's a unique question. That That's a tough one. Let me think about it for a minute. Don't get too stressed out. Be calm and uh, stay cool. Walk the interviewer through your thought process. So whether you're with the crayon question, whether you're a magenta crayon or a blackish orange crayon, 
that doesn't matter. You don't, they don't care what color you are. It's, it's all okay, but it's just why, you know, explain why talk to them, talk them through your process. So stay cool. That the, those are the two words of advice. Stay cool. So how many pretzels uh, are we talking about? <laughs> she was meant for you. Why do, what do you <laughs> I go with a lot. Um, and it's good to ask questions as well in an interview to show your interest in a school. What, what sort of questions should an applicant ask the business school when they sort of turn the interview on its head? So this is where I want to remind everyone that the interviewer is just a human being. They're just like you. Some of these people were in your shoes a year ago, two years ago. So this is this is really the interview is just a conversation with another person who probably has really similar interests and goals. So when you go in and ask questions, it's so obvious when an interviewee comes in and they've scrubbed a catalog in hope of finding a really smart and obscure question that they can they can lob at the interviewer. I think that this is an opportunity to just build a rapport with your interviewer and ask questions. If it's an alum, talk to them. What did you like about the school? What did you dislike? You know, what do you think are some of the best things? Like try to just just have a conversation. Then they answer it and you can build off of their answer. So no need to be too tricky, but use this as an as a time to really ask someone about the school. If it's an administrator, you can ask them honest questions that you're interested in. How does the school rate in a particular area? What are the reasons why they think that someone should attend the school or, or why you should attend? Um, where might the school improve? You know, you, you just want the honest assessment. Or you can choose an area that you're really, really excited about. Maybe it's an obscure subject or an obscure class that you've heard about and, and you just want to learn more about it. So bottom line, it's discussion. You are there to learn as much as the interviewer is. So don't make the questions too rehearsed. Just open up and have a chat. Mm, it, it's a conversation, not a presentation. And, and I guess ask them about the school, ask them about themselves as well. To, to sort of round up here, what's your advice to applicants in terms of standing the best chance for interview success? How should they approach the interview? How should they behave in the interview? How can they stand the best chance of success? So I'll start with kind of housekeeping details. Um, dress in business attire, bring your resume, bring some business cards. Obviously, you want to be on time follow up with a thank you. And as I said, just relax and remember that it's a conversation and you might slip up, you might slip, mess up your words like I just did, but it's okay. You're a human being and you just want to present who you are as a human being so they can assess whether this is the right fit for you. My biggest tip for success on interviews is to prepare and practice in advance. So, for example, the first question that I mentioned at the beginning of the interview, tell me about yourself, it should be super simple, but everyone stumbles on that question because they're nervous and they haven't thought it through. So in the beginning, you want to practice. You want to practice a lot and practice out loud. Don't just say the answers in your head, say them out loud, and then show up, have all your ducks in a row, wear your business attire bring your resume, be on time, and then follow up with the thank you. 
So the getting to the interview stage is already an achievement in itself. And across business schools, if you do have an interview, what what do you say is the sort of likelihood, if you do well, that you'll be accepted? Can applicants go into an interview feeling confident that already the school likes them? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, most schools, it's invitation only for the interviews and you have passed a huge hurdle. So some of the schools will use the interview as a time to sort of clarify questions that they have about your file, just clear things up a little bit. Others will use it to put you on the spot, see how you react under pressure. Wharton has their exercise where they want to see how you work with other people. So they're all looking for different things, but you've definitely, in most cases, crossed a big hurdle and the odds are now on your side, but certainly not a sure thing. And, uh, you know, you want to go in with confidence and know that you're someone who's in the running and you're a good candidate and do the prep work in advance to make sure that you can present yourself most effectively. Fantastic. And just before we uh, round it up, Stacey, um, considering that you've already done your essays, you've already sent your CV, your resume, how do you avoid repetition when a school's asking you about yourself? Or, Or does it matter if you repeat what you said in your essays? It doesn't matter. So sometimes it'll be an alum who hasn't read your essays. That happens quite frequently. Others, if they've read your essays and they're really familiar with them, they they might not say, tell me about yourself. They might say, I read in this essay XYZ. Can you elaborate on that? So let them lead with what they want to know. And if they say, tell me about yourself, then tell them, (laughs) tell them about yourself. Don't worry about repeating. Well, thank you very much, Stacey. And thanks, everyone, for listening to this episode of the Business School Question. Do look out for our next episode, where we'll be asking Tim Mescon, a serial business school dean and executive vice president of business school accreditation body AACSB International. How is business school changing? You can download our podcast on iTunes on your iOS device, open the podcast app, then tap browse at the bottom of the screen and type in the business school question. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe, rate and review it on iTunes. The Business School Question is brought to you by the team at Business Because, without a doubt, my favourite online publisher dedicated to graduate management education. Whether you're considering an MBA, EMBA or Business Master's programme, read more Business School news and get practical resources to help your Business School application on businessbecause.com.